Hello, everyone. This is Relationship Talks with Erica Janelle, and I have my beautiful, lovely guest, Rhonda from Relationships Restored. We've been trying to make this happen for a minute, right? We have. We have. It's so good to be here. Thank you for having me. I am so honored. To, I, I actually met her at an event. I was like, oh my God, she's on a Relationships <laughs> Restored podcast. I got to talk to her. Yeah, we did. I was and we like, just, oh, hey. And I love meeting people that listen to the show. I think um that never gets old for me like when someone says it I'm always like you do like (laughs) because when I'm talking and Dre and I are having conversations you know it I understand it's production I obviously can see the cameras and it's a big microphone in front of my mouth so I know that it's not just me and my friend talking but that's just what it feels like so the fact that thousands of people tune in weekly it's just and then I see you all out (laughs) and you're like I love the show it's helping me it's blah 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 I'm like like I'm I'm blown away so thank you for coming up to me um getting to know you has been quite the pleasure so I'm happy to be here <laughs> I am happy to be here with you um so we're gonna get on to it we're supposed to have a whole conversation about the state of relationships in the black community it's it was supposed to be Rhonda and I and two of my friends two of my male friends that we talk about all the deep stuff we don't have a problem going there Um, I surround myself with people that are different from me, that have different views from me, because Mm -hmm. that's how you grow. Um, And so Rhonda and I have been trying to get her on here for a minute because just listening to your podcast, I see we have so much of the same similar views Mm -hmm. about everything. Everything I've heard you guys say, I'm like, yes, and I wish more people would listen to that, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So it's such a pleasure to get on here, but we we already started talking about just, you know, the state of relationships and we, you know, there's a whole lot going on in the media. And honestly, I feel like the media is social media specifically has really ruined the real authentic view of relationships. You see all of these social media people, oh, he flew me here and he took me here and he bought me this and he spent all of this on me. And that is so not what a relationship is about. Nobody talks about the work. Nobody talks about how much you're going to have to learn to grow together because we all grow and we all elevate and we all, at least you should be, you should be evolving all the time. And as you grow, you've got to learn that balance of growing together. Nobody talks about that stuff. Nobody talks about the hard stuff. Nobody talks about the conversations that people want to avoid. Like, okay, you're not pleasing me sexually. What can we do to fix it? Right, right, People right. don't want to have conversations, but you want to spit a bunch of statistics at me about how re- uh, marriages are an outdated, antiquated um, mindset and that nobody's doing that anymore. But people are getting married every day. Every, every day. Every day. Every day. And our community is feeding into the BS, whereas other communities are still moving forward. Yeah. I did look at some statistics today and I saw something that was actually kind of uplifting since 2021, our marriage rates have increased overall as, as a people um, to like 54%. But in the black community, women at 40 years old have not been married at least one time they, at 40, have never been married more in the black community than any other community. And it's, um, hello. And it's, it's scary to me because as a black woman, I mean, look at how beautiful Rhonda is. I don't think I'm a bad looking woman, but we're out here. We're single in these streets. 
Very much so. Very much so. <laughs> and it's like, you know, you think about all of the things that you have to offer, things that you have to bring to the table, but what is it that's causing this disconnect? Yeah. Where are we missing it? Yeah. I mean, you have laid it out like so, so well. And um, that's such a heavy not heavy in a bad way, right? But it's a it's a lot to process from starting mm-hmm. at the beginning of kind of what you said of how media and social media has has shaped um how we speak to each other, has shaped, as I said to you, you know, before we got on, um, how much it has shaped how comfortable we are with not having companionship. It's like humans are actually designed for companionship. This is why we have a species, right? This is why we have that. If we weren't designed to be amongst one another and have one another, we wouldn't have been born the way that we were. But mm-hmm. social media has started to make us constantly fight each other, um, battle, especially in our community. And you know, I will be honest mm-hmm. sometimes and say that I don't pay a lot of attention to a lot of other communities because in general, what they do, it just it doesn't affect you. To me. So I don't know how much they do or don't have these same conversations. I just mm-hmm. know that for my community, for our community, it feels like it's a lot. And it feels like we talk about the problems, which moving into kind of your next uh, point was that we know the problems, right? We talk a lot about what doesn't work for the other, what men don't like, what women, we talk a lot about that. Um, but we don't talk enough about how to fix it. We don't spend enough time on the solutions. We just you don't make enough money. You're not nice enough. You're this, we do a lot of like that thing, but it's like, okay, cool, clear on the problem. I'm going to talk about the solutions, right? And mm-hmm. that is something that's very necessary in a relationship dynamic. Like you mentioned, sometimes the success or the lack thereof in relationships is because we spend a lot of time just talking about the problems, pointing at the problems, but not working together to find solutions. Um, And so a big part of, you know, Dre and I doing the podcast, which for people who are really confused still to this day, Dre and I are not together. Dre is my good friend who is married. Um, married. Yes. And, and, and this is just really a, a view into our friendship and how we support each other in these different ways in our life. I'm single still in, in, in hopes for love and lifelong partnership. He has his partner. So we bring very different perspectives to, um, almost an an issue um, Mm -hmm. because our show is real love scenario. So we have people write in with their issue, right? They write in with whatever their problem is and we do our best from lived experiences to guide them. And so we are solution-based podcast. That's that's really what it's about. Yes, it can be entertaining. Yes, um, we can talk, we talk about problems, but at the end of the day, not only the person who wrote in, but hopefully the people that watch have some sense of solutions that have worked, like things that we have actually done. Um, and then to your last point about being uh, the statistic that talks about being 40 and never married, you know, that's my experience. I just turned 40 a couple of weeks ago. I have never been married. And <clears throat> it is very hurtful, you know, to sometimes be lumped in. It's not so much that I'm not okay with being single because I love me and so I can enjoy myself and that's all cool and well, but I get lumped in with this group of people where it's like, something must be wrong with you, right? Like, how could you be this age and have never married anybody or never had a baby? And so then it makes you sit. And if you're not strong enough, which we all have weak moments, you're like, why the hell am I? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? You know, so it's a lot 
all happening at one time. It is. And I actually, so I was in a restaurant. See, I go, one of the things like you talk about being complacent and being not complacent, but content. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful to be content because I think that is important to learn how to love yourself and be okay with yourself. So I intentionally date me once a week. I love that. I (laughs) I take me to dinner. I take me on trips. I do nice things for myself. I pamper myself. I'll go get massages, do whatever makes me feel good. And so one of the things that I do is I do karaoke every Friday. People know, many people know I'm I'm a singer, so I love to sing. And when I'm not touring or doing stuff on the road, I love to be able to just kind of do that because I find it fun. So I'm at this karaoke spot and this guy, he's trying to talk to me and, you know, I'm entertaining him just in conversation, not interested in him in any other way, because I don't go there for that. I go there for me. (laughs) I live, it is literally my me time. My job is stressful. When I need to unwind on Friday nights, that's what I do. It's how I unwind. And so he's like, well, how old are you? And I told him how old I am. I said, first of all, that's usually a rude question to ask somebody, <laughs> but I'm gonna let you slide. Um, not that I care, because I proudly tell my age. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was like, so what's wrong with you? Why are you not married? I was like, see, this is where this conversation ends. Yeah. yeah. I was like, are you married? He's like, no. I said, how old are you? He was five years older than me. And I said, so what's wrong with you? Okay, well, this is where this conversation ends and we're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you, but the fact of the matter is we have to start to look at what is it that's causing people to be so afraid to commit? Because I feel like it's a lot of fear. I feel like it's a lot of unresolved issues, pain, hurt. It could be from watching your parents split up. It could be yeah. from you know, watching what you're seeing in social media and that, you know, shaping your mindset and you're thinking about relationships and you don't, you don't see any one of them being successful. So therefore you don't think it happens or it ever works. So it could be a combination of those things, but the fact of the matter is why you're a catch. (laughs) You're a successful, beautiful, kind woman. And, And just hearing you speak um, in the podcast and some of the things that you talk about, you are very knowledgeable. You know yourself. Like those are things that people say they want. Right. <laughs> you know, sure. and, and you know, and I, I think mm-hmm. I, when I think about myself, I'm like, okay, I'm a vice president in my career. I have three businesses. You know, my oldest is 24. She's already grown. I've got two that are coming up that are in high school. They'll be gone in a little bit. I'm a good person. I'm a kind person. I'm a real person. You're not going to see any fake. It's going to be you hundred percent. You will know all of the stuff. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, why is it? What is the thing? Cause it's gotta be a disconnect between what our men are seeing and what our women are seeing. And we're not coming together. So we've got to figure out how to get us to come together because yeah. The rates of marriages are increasing, but our rates are still significantly lower than <clears throat> other realities. And I'm, I can't help but think that it is because of what social media is painting the picture. I've heard many black men say, oh, I don't date black women because they're to this or they're to that. But if you think about it, I can take myself, I'm a single mom, you know, I was divorced. I'm a single mom. I've raised my kids pretty much most of their lives by myself. Mm -hmm. And most of us, if you, like my mother, she was a single mom. She raised 10 of us by herself. You know, we came from strong women. Mm-hmm. So why do the men then have a problem with a strong woman? You want a woman that should know how to stand on her own two feet. 
But at the end of the day, they say that's what they want. But when you get it, they're like, I don't know yeah. what you need me for. Yeah, I think I think there's a balance, right? And I also think that there is, we just have to learn to ungeneralize, if that's a word. Absolutely. We do a lot of generalizations around what men want, what women want, what right what men do, what women do, when really we can only speak to those we've experienced. Ourselves, yeah. Yes, and so uh, we aren't a monolith in any way. Um, there are some men who like very strong, um, strong-minded, but also strong in, in, in posture and relationship. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe they feel safer there because that's not who they are, right? Like mm-hmm. every man is not super strong every man is mm-hmm. not a leader and mm-hmm. every woman isn't looking for one and every right. woman isn't soft and docile and every woman isn't mm-hmm. strong and and you know what I mean like we we mm-hmm. have room we're different we're individuals to be different right so mm-hmm. a lot of times when I talk about this I try to frame it on just me right just who mm-hmm. I am how I show up and who I'm looking for or who's hopefully looking for me. Um, yes, I came from strong women. My story as a black woman is not that different as a black woman born in the eighties with a parent born in the fifties. Like the story is super similar. I'm from Baltimore. So you've heard the story before. Mm-hmm. And of course I didn't necessarily see positive relationships in my life. Um, mm-hmm. Not necessarily negative ones, just nothing that made me like look at that Huxtable experience and be like, that feels very real to me. I didn't have a lot of that around me to make it feel real. Um, I have made a decision though. And I know that entering into my thirties, 10 years ago, um, where I was going to write my own story, you know, like, Mm -hmm. yes, that is what I've learned. That's what I've seen. Um, That is some of it is some of what I actually have experienced, but I get an opportunity to do it again. I get an opportunity to change again, change the story for myself. And so, Mm I really relish in certainly being educated and um, Mm -hmm. strong and all of those things, but I also really enjoy the soft side of me. I enjoy the balance. I enjoy how much I love the traditionally soft things that when people Mm -hmm. define them, that they talk about like cooking and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Like, yes, I'm that girl all day long. I'm also intelligent and all those things, but I also really like to when I've been in relationships I really like coming home and taking all of that off like I don't want to show in here I don't want to run the show in here like oh my god we're like I told you we are two peas in a pod because I literally say that every day I'm a leader at work I'm a leader in business when I come home I want to have my cook my food take care of my kids and relax I don't want to have to make not one major decision I am exhausted yes like I'm very much like yes baby Mm -hmm. yeah I'm trying to do all the things right so you know I try not to let my past I try not to let my family history or even Mm -hmm. be very dismal sometimes when you look out you see it just looks dismal I remember seeing Brisha Mm -hmm. Webb on something where she described Mm -hmm. like the dating streets and she's like it's needles and crackheads and you know when she said that it was like sometimes you can look out and feel like that's what you're seeing yeah but I I choose to really put point my eyes to the fact that people are still falling in love people are. are still getting married at 40 at 20 uh, at 60, you at know, 60 I just saw a 60 year old couple get engaged like a month ago. And I'm just I like, it. I love that, you know, so I can either choose to use all of my prior experiences, what my, what women uh, of my family have done. 
how women ba- might bash men today or how difficult mm-hmm. my dating experiences. I can, I can use that to become hardened and frustrated, mm-hmm. or I can just choose to be like, again, I get another day to change the story for myself. And so I just, I believe in love and I can acknowledge that things are more difficult than they ever have been. But mm-hmm. I can also acknowledge that there are still people finding love in the midst of that. And I choose to latch on to the second part of that more than anything. Um, so I try not to get discouraged or get down on myself. I don't, my space of expertise, if you will, is actually not to understand why we're like this. I, although I want somebody to find out so that we can get it get, get figured out. <laughs> right. Um, my, my, yeah, my space in this is to give hope and to remain hopeful Mm -hmm. that we will figure it out. And that if we work together, we'll get there a lot faster. That's exactly where I am. And that's what my podcast is all about. So I talk about all of that stuff. Like, I think last week I talked about kind of how to overcome dating fatigue because it's a thing. It gets draining. It gets hard. It gets discouraging. But to your point, I took, I could very well have been a bitter angry, never believed it. Like I'm not ever trusting another man again. I could have very well done that. But yeah. one of the things that I've learned as I've gone through therapy and trauma therapy and coaching and all of the things, the work that I did to, to heal and to become a better person, yeah. I can always think of, okay, yes, that may be a part of my story, but at the end of the day, that does not shape what I still believe in when it comes to love. I'm 44 years old, proud of it. And I still know I will be married one day. Yes. I yes. still want to do it. I still mm-hmm. want to, yes, I had failed marriages and, 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 and rightfully so I left those marriages because they were not healthy for me. Yeah. However, that does not mean that it's over. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't mean that this is, there's no hope out here in these streets for you to find somebody because at the end of the day, the world is going to constantly do whatever they're doing. Yeah. We get to write our own story. We get to write our own book, you know, and determine how we want our life to go. And that's not just in relationships. That's in everything. That's across you know, the board. Exactly. We grew up in inner city Baltimore. We saw poverty. We saw, you know, homicides. We saw drug addiction. We, we grew up around that. I definitely remember going to high school, going to Walbrook. I went to Walbrook. Okay. Ducky bullets. You know, going to school, hiding behind a tree so I wasn't get getting caught up in a in a shooting. You know, mm-hmm. I remember those things, but that did not make me say, okay, just because you're an inner city Baltimore girl, you can't become educated and you can't be successful and you can't walk in whatever things that you want to do. So I live my life going against the grain. I literally, I tell people all the time, I live outside of my comfort zone on purpose. I love when that. I feel like I'm too complacent, I need to switch it up a little bit. I love that. I love that. Well, look, I, I, I want to get um, this gentleman in, in on this conversation in here. Is he here? Um, yes, he is okay. here. He's been so patient listening to us. <laughs> I'm sure he has something to say. Come on, Everett. Everett. Can, you hear, can you hear me? We can hear. Hey. Uh, okay. Hey. Hey. Hello. hey, Everett. Everybody knows Everett. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, this, this is Rhonda. Awesome. <laughs> how you doing, Rhonda? How you feeling? How you doing? I'm great. I'm great. Awesome, awesome, awesome. This is awesome. Like I already, I like being a student, so I, I sit back and I will listen because you want to learn. A lot of people like doing a lot of talk and everything like that, whatever. So sometimes I gotta take an opportunity to like learn things that maybe you ain't your perspective has not um, been shadowed in the area. Some light on it. So I really do appreciate the um, the insight and all that good stuff, whatever. 
And um, even on like me, I, I'm 39, going on to be 40, a divorce man. Didn't know I was gonna be divorced at his age. So me being divorced at his age kind of put me in the same situation. Like, okay, I didn't know I was gonna be in this in this situation at you know going on 40. So, and I, I heard earlier you speaking about um about people saying like what's wrong with you and and mm -hmm. oh man that's that's those things are so um it's like it's not saying what's wrong with society it's always what's wrong with you mm -hmm. sometimes like it has nothing to do with you it has everything to do with where society is at um even when people can be perceived to be the one for so long. And it's like, I didn't know I was going to deal with this person for three years and then boom, something happened. And then it's like, was it my fault for dealing with you? Okay, you should have stayed there. But what was the issue? What was going on? Can you really say I should have stayed there? There's so many things that happened that shouldn't happen that people tend to overlook and, and, and not even try to give reason to well, how it how it got there you know what i'm saying there's so much mental health going on so it's like it's so many variables going on today that it's like there's not even one answer to to why it has nothing to do with me at my age it's maybe the ocean is full of sick fish you get what i'm saying so it's like what do you do with that you know what i mean so yeah. Yeah, so, and I okay. even, you know, I, I won't even lie. I'm, so, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I just want to say really quick that even I have like joked about it, you know, like even I, because I understand that society does see you being single at a certain age as like something's wrong with you. Mm -hmm. So I even joke, like God himself will tell you that I will say a quick prayer, like Lord Jesus, I don't want to be amongst these people. Like <laughs> I, help take me because they are something is wrong with them, but I don't want people thinking that something is wrong with me because they something is wrong with them. You know, like I joke, like joke, but sometimes I, I feel that, but I think what you're saying is spot on. Like societally, you know, you have to look at, if you want to understand why something is the way it is, right? right? It could be a kid. It could be um, the cost of things. You have to first study Damn. the environment that it's in. Yeah. Right. And so it's crazy when you're thinking back in the seventies, you would have never had this many 40 something single, mm -hmm. but then you look at the environment that the 40 something year olds are living in now. And it's like, not that crazy because so many people are, are like this. So I'm going to let you finish, but I I'm with you where it does start to get in your, in your own mm -hmm. side. Like, wait, it's not, what, what? Me. it's societal things, but then also for some people, it is them that they are single because. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. We're not yeah. taking that away. No, no, no. For sure. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. I think you need to be humble enough to understand, like, okay, it is you. Like, what's going on with you? Or what that was you prior to the situation. Maybe you grew up a little bit. Maybe there was some immaturity going on. Maybe some things that you haven't learned that you needed to learn. Experiences, things of that nature, whatever. So, yeah, I'm not taking that. It's not you. Like, it could be, you know, the person. Um and, and other things like even even with the whole like black American woman situation, like I will prefer a black American woman. I mean, and, and and then this is the reason why I think a lot of maybe other men probably have um maybe the perspective hasn't seen it this way, is that first of all, we both are in America. So we both experience this place, number one. If I, you know, there's a lot of, I don't know if you heard of a, um, 
what they call them, uh, they go, uh, passport boys, whatever, where you could go and get someone from another country and because how they raise and I, and I get the whole, they're submissive, they know how to do certain things, this and nature, whatever. But at the end of the day, though, this place is, is ran a certain way. So the best person to understand how to run, how to how to walk through this mess, beautiful situation, is another another American. You know what I mean? So there's a thing about American women, American black women, where their their mindset is built a certain way when it comes to business, when it comes to making moves, not being naive, not not educated what's going on. So there's there's a benefit to marrying or getting with an American black woman. That thing people don't understand because if you do get what someone that's from another country, I'm, and I'm not against from against interracial couple. I don't want this. To, it sounds like I'm like, don't get, don't, don't be outside your race. You know, stick to. Hey, if you find love, wherever you find love, that's what's up. That's what you you. But to overstep or say no, I'm not dealing with that. I think people miss the benefit of if you do go that route when you do that or let there be a part of your option and i think people miss on that part because if i was to get what um someone that doesn't know this system that doesn't know um how corporations is ran that doesn't know um what we our past where we came from then it's like at this at another situation well how can you relate to me if i do come from this world come home and i might be dealing with something and you might not understand where i'm, where I'm coming from you get up you, you see what i'm saying like if, if if I'm dealing with uh you know a racial bias, if I'm dealing with um maybe it's hard to get in a certain situation, and I know why. If I'm with uh, American black woman, she knows why. But if I be with somebody else, well, why you can't do it? Well, listen, this I would literally have to break down the whole historical situation for the standing. Even by then, it's like, well, that's not how it is now. Listen, it's not. <laughs> So it's like the explanation has to have to go out there. So I think a lot of people might miss on why it's it's a good option to marry a black American woman. You, you, you get what I'm saying? You get what I'm coming from? Like, does it make totally sense? Do. I mean, that's kind of my mindset. I don't want to have to explain why I had to terminate somebody because.